What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Onward and Zombieland Double Tap. But first, let's talk about Onward, the latest film from Disney Pixar. Here's a quick synopsis. Two brothers, Ian and Barley Lightfoot, try to use outdated and forgotten magic to bring their father back to life for one day. Like this movie, and like most Pixar movies, this is a very good one. And a lot of that has to do with the movie stars in them. Let's talk about Tom Holland. That's right, that guy Tom Holland, who is Spider-Man, he is checking off all the boxes of becoming a mega movie star. He has starred in Spider-Man, now he's in a Pixar movie, and his next film, which I'm highly anticipating, is the movie Cherry, directed by the Russo brothers. Yeah, those guys that direct him in Infinity War and Endgame, Tom Holland is trying to take a dramatic turn next in this film Cherry, which is based on a dark novel. I think if he passes that test, he will be a mega movie star because let's face it, the one thing you can say against Tom Holland is he has never had to carry a movie. He has been in movies with gigantic movie stars. Even in this film Onward, another guy's voice is in it named Chris Pratt. He has been in movies with other movie stars. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. I think Cherry we will see if Tom Holland can carry a movie. And if he can play adult characters who are not teenagers. Because so far in his career, his youthful energy has been a big part of his success playing Peter Parker and now voicing the character of Ian and Onward. His youth has kind of been his biggest strength as a movie star. It'll be interesting going forward if that becomes his biggest weakness. Like you can't take him seriously in an upcoming movie like Cherry because you think of him as fun Spider-Man Peter Parker guy. Kind of similar when Michael J. Fox tried to make the transition to drama because we knew Michael J. Fox as the guy from Back to the Future. And then he was in Casualties of War with Sean Penn. And I think he was very good in that movie. Cherry might be Tom Holland's Casualty of War. Like, we know Tom Holland as a lovable character in movies. It will be interesting to see if he can make that turn to dramatic actors and play more dark characters moving forward. Like I said before, Chris Pratt is also in this movie. He voices a character Barley, the older brother of Tom Holland's character Ian. And I think this is Chris Pratt returning to his comedic roots, where he became famous playing comedic characters like Andy Dwyer from Parks and Recreation and Emmett from the Lego movie. And these past five years, he's played these characters like Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy and Owen Grady from Jurassic World, who have been more heroic. Chris Pratt used to be that really funny guy. And now in this movie on he is the comedic character of this movie. I mean, it's interesting that Tom Holland, I'm talking about him chasing movie stardom, and he's in a movie with Chris Pratt, and I bet that's the type of career Tom Holland would like to have. I mean, Chris Pratt is the lead of, like, three franchises. The Lego movies, Jurassic World, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the type of movie stardom that I'm assuming Tom Holland is going for here. I mean, Holland already has one franchise in Spider-Man, and he's hoping Chaos Walking, which he's co-starring with Daisy Ridley, also turns into a franchise. I mean, that's what these guys want. They want to be like Tom Cruise, a guy who has many movie franchises. That right now is what Chris Pratt has. 
Also, like in most Pixar movies, there are other famous actors voicing characters. Particularly in this movie, there's Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Octavia Spencer also in this movie. I mean, these are some of the biggest names in Hollywood today. I mean, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, of course, from Seinfeld and Veep. And Octavia Spencer is an Oscar-winning actress. I think when Pixar calls, movie stars respond. I mean, think about how much success they've had with movie stars in the past. Tom Hanks with the Toy Story. Albert Brooks with Finding Nemo. Ed Asner with Up. Craig T. Nelson and Helen Hunt with The Incredibles. And, of course, Billy Crystal and John Goodman with Monster Inc. I mean, the list goes on and on. They have big-time actors star in their super successful movies. And it, of course, works because adults get interested in who the names are. I mean, a kid doesn't care that Tom Hanks is Woody in Toy Story, but that will get an adult to sit down and watch the movie. I want to talk about the director of Onward, Dan Scanlon. He's become one of my favorite directors of Pixar movies. He is two for two with movies he's directed with Pixar, with Monsters University, and now with Onward. And I think what's interesting about both of these films, they are built on the bond of two characters. I mean, Monsters University is built on the bond between Mike and Sully. And in Onward, it's built on the bond between two brothers, Ian and Barley. I mean, I absolutely adore Monsters University. I think it's the best sequel a Pixar movie has produced. And that's saying a lot because the Toy Story sequels are great. But Monsters University is one that I walked in thinking it was going to be a very bad sequel. And then I walked out thinking it was better than the original. And I felt the same way about Onward. I expected to not like this movie as much as I did, but because I felt the bond between the two characters, I was invested in the plot because I cared about their friendship. That's what Monsters University has, and that's what Onward has, and that's why Dan Scanlon, there's a weird connection between these two movies that I absolutely loved. Watching Onward, I was thinking about his last movie, Monsters University. Animation in Onward is great. Visually, it's fantastic. I feel like the movie is filled with imagination. Pixar films are rare kid films that are entertaining, fun, and childlike that also resonates with older audiences. For me, the best part of the movie is when, near the end, Ian realizes what he has in his brother Barley and how special that relationship is to him and meaningful it is. I think Onward is the type of movie I want Pixar to make. Original movies. I mean, I remember being a kid where they were making original movies like Toy Story and A Bug's Life. I want them to go back to that. I don't want them to cash in on these sequels and to just cash in on the nostalgia of the fact that I love Woody and I love Buzz and all those car sequels. I want them to make movies like Brave, like Up, like this. I want original movies from Pixar. Pixar. Because I think the great thing about Pixar is that you can watch them and they feel like Pixar movies. Like watching Finding Nemo feels like it was made by the same people that made Toy Story. Watching The Incredibles feels like the same people that could make Onward. These films can feel connected to each other without them being sequels and without the same characters being in them. 
I want more movies like Onward, not Finding Dory. I'm sorry, I was one of the few people who did not enjoy Finding Dory. Because it felt like the exact same movie as Finding Nemo was. I don't want that. I want them to create new characters and yet still feel like a Pixar movie. That's why I can't wait for Pixar's next movie that's coming out in November. It's called Soul, directed by Peter Docter. He's the director of Monsters, Inc., Up and Inside Out. And the movie stars Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. I mean, I cannot wait for this movie. Peter Docter is probably the best director Pixar has. He makes those type of original films. I guess I just think because of how different you can make an animated movie feel from one another, that you should always be making original animated movies. I don't need sequels to the animated films that I love. I definitely recommend you check out Disney Pixar's Onward, starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Zombieland Double Tap, the sequel to the cult classic Zombieland. Here's a quick synopsis. Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock now live in the White House, still fighting off zombies when Wichita and Little Rock decide to go off on their own. I mean, I was a big fan of Zombieland when it first came out. I loved all the actors in it, and since then they've all become big movie stars, and the all-star cast is back. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin. All of them bring their comedic A-game. I mean, all four of those actors have been nominated for Oscars. How many movies come back with a sequel, and then all of the actors from that movie are Oscar-nominated actors? Usually today, a movie with a superstar cast like this is a Marvel movie. Not a movie that is a sequel to a movie that was a surprise hit 10 years ago. I mean, I've talked about on this podcast a lot how much I love actor Jesse Eisenberg. Emma Stone is one of my favorite actresses working today. Woody Harrelson is one of the best supporting actors. He can be in these big franchise movies like The Hunger Games and the Now You See Me movies and still feel like he's being authentically himself. I mean, if you watch Zombieland and then you watch Zombieland Double Tap, you feel like you're just watching them hang out with Woody Harrelson. He is one of those movie actors, one of those guys who you just want him to act like who he is because that's entertaining enough. I don't want to see Woody Harrelson get lost in a character because when he's playing himself is when he's at his best. Like, watch White Man Can't Jump. I believe Woody Harrelson is being himself in episodes of Cheers. When he's at his best, I think it's when he's acting like who he really is. And people will mock that and say he's not really acting, he's just being himself. Well, I think he's such a unique human being and his personality is hilarious that that's what he should be in this kind of movie. Then you have some fantastic additions to the cast in Zoe Deutsch and Rosario Dawson. I mean, I love Zoe Deutsch in the movie Set It Up. I recently watched it. She's fantastic in that movie. And then Rosario Dawson, I mean, in He Got Game unstoppable in the movie Top 5. She's fantastic. One of the underrated actresses of her generation, and both of these actresses perfectly fit the tone of this movie. I mean, Zoe Deutsch perfectly fits the comedic tone of the movie, and Rosario Dawson's character has unique chemistry with Woody Harrelson's. They both perfectly fit, and that's what characters in sequels need to do. They need to fit the tone of the first movie while 
also improving the plot and tone of the second one. And both of them do that. I want to talk about the director of this movie. He also directed the first Zombieland. That's Ruben Fleischer. I feel like he is one of the most underrated directors in Hollywood. He can make these movies that are funny and action-packed. He's made blockbusters like Gangster Squad that had Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, and Sean Penn. And he also made the Venom movie with Tom Hardy that made $900 million. Yet we never talk about Ruben Flesher as being one of the best directors in Hollywood. Also directed one of my favorite underrated comedies, 30 Minutes or Less, which also starred Jesse Eisenberg. Look at the list of movie stars Ruben has made movies with that turned out to be hit movies. Ryan Ryan Gosling, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Tom Hardy. Who have the writers of the Zombieland franchise, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. I mean, these guys have a very specific tone. They write these comedic, action-packed movies with lead characters that are witty and sharp. And they are usually played by either Jesse Eisenberg, I mean, they made both Zombieland movies with him, and Ryan Reynolds. They made four movies with Ryan Reynolds, including the Deadpool franchise and the Michael Bay action movie Six Underground. I mean, actors like Jesse Eisenberg, Ryan Reynolds, and even Woody Harrelson fit in perfectly with what these writers are doing because they are fun, witty, sharp, and you care about them. They can be serious when you need them to be, but they can also go back into comedic, funny mode where we're just going to watch these movies that, yes, these characters are in dire circumstances, but at the end of the day, they want these movies to be fun and entertaining, and that's exactly what the Deadpool movies are, and that's exactly what the Zombieland movies are. I think Red Reese and Paul Wernick are two of the best writers in Hollywood, and I'm looking forward to what they do next. And it could possibly be a remake of the movie Clue, also starring Ryan Reynolds and possibly be directed by Jason Bateman. I mean, them in a murder mystery mode would just be delightful to see because I know that they would have Reynolds play a sharp, witty character. And that's exactly what I'm here for in 2020. And I would definitely want Eisenberg to also be in that movie please here are the things i like most about Zombieland double tap first off right off the bat tallahassee woody harrelson's character as the father figure to little rock played by abigail breslin is hilarious and also his love of elvis is endearing again it's just woody harrelson's real life love of elvis being in this movie and it's perfect i also love the banter between columbus jesse eisenberg and wichita emma stone's character I mean, I loved it in the first one, and it's still equally just as delightful in the second one. And it's so interesting that 10 years later, Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone have become two of the biggest movie stars on the planet. Their movie stardom is probably how a Zombieland sequel got made in the first place. I mean, since the first one came out, Eisenberg was nominated for an Oscar for playing Mark Zuckerberg in The Social Network. Emma Stone was nominated for Bird man one for the movie la la land and was again nominated for the movie the favorite so that's four oscar nominations and one win between the two they were virtually unknown actors when the first movie came out and since then they've both been stars in big time superhero blockbuster movies. He was Lex Luthor in Justice League. She was Gwen Stacy in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I think both of them are so good at drama, but their real talent is really in comedy. 
comedies. I mean, Emma Stone, to me, at first was in Superbad. She's hilarious in that movie. Jesse Eisenberg is, for me, a great comedic actor. I mean, one of the funniest scenes in Zombieland Double Tap is when she points out to him that one of the main reasons why they're together is that they're one of the only few people who are not zombies, and that's why she begins to doubt the relationship. I mean, he wants to marry her at the beginning of the movie, and then she runs off with her sister. I mean, in a weird way, it reminded me of that Fox sitcom, The Last Man on Earth, when Will Forte marries a woman because she's literally the last woman on Earth, and he never thinks he's going to meet someone else. For me personally in this movie, the zombie attacks are fine, like the action is okay, but what this movie is really about are about these characters who are trying to be normal, living in this apocalyptic world that's run by zombies. I mean, Woody Harrelson's character just wants to sit around and occasionally hunt zombies, while Little Rock, Abigail Breslin's character, wants to go out and see the world. I mean, sometimes I think these comedies about people forming families out of a random group of people that are not related to each other are fantastic. I mean, Zombieland's like that, where the Millers, that Jason Sudeikis movie is like that. I mean, that's literally a movie about a guy making a fake family, and then they become a real family. That's what Zombieland is. I mean, at first, in the first movie, they're just people surviving, but now in the second one, they are a real family that are having family conflicts, and that's what makes it a really good comedy, because you care about this group of people, and you want them to continue to be a family. And one of the absolute funniest scenes in the film is when Thomas Middleditch and Luke Wilson show up as alternative versions of Columbus and Tallahassee. Particularly, Eisenberg and Middleditch are fantastic in this scene. One is talking about their rules to survive the zombies, and the other one is talking about commandments to survive a zombie attack. I think Zombieland Double Tap is a worthy sequel to the original. It fits in with the same tone. It may be 10 years later, but the cast, Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin still have great chemistry. It's not a great film, but it's a fun watch, and it is better than most comedies that are made today. And I think the waiting of the 10 years absolutely helped this movie. Because think about this. If Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone had not had all of that success since then, I don't think I would have highly anticipated this movie, but because it's so long since I've seen them together, I wanted to see this movie. I mean, Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg have still been making movies together. They were in the Now You See Me movies, but to see the original cast together, now four Oscar nominees back together on screen again for the first time of 10 years, I'm sorry, that's what made this movie highly anticipated for me in particularly. I wanted to to see if they were still going to match that same tone and for the most part they did that hard to make a cult classic and a surprise hit and then turn it into a sequel first off i don't think many actors want to return to do sequels so it's rare that actors like eisenberg stone breslin and harrelson want to be in the sequel but then to make it almost as good as the first one is really tough to do and that's what they did they did not make a movie as good as the first one 
but they became as close as I think you could possibly be to making it as good to the first one. It is still a worthy sequel, and it is a film I definitely recommend you check out. Check out Zombieland Double Tap, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, and Abigail Breslin. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week I put the spotlight on the movies Onward and Zombieland Double Tap. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on actor Colin Farrell and the British TV series Peaky Blinders starring Killian Murphy. Also, if you enjoyed the sound of my voice in this podcast, you should check out my sports podcast Head to Head where each week I talk about the major storylines happening in the world of sports. It's all part of the Chatter Podcast Network, home of Pop Culture Spotlight and Head to Head. So check out that and tune into next week's episode and please rate, review, and subscribe.